Dad Bod Rap Pod. It's that time of year again, the NBA Finals. And let's see, hmm, for the last five years, I believe, if memory serves, it's been the Warriors every goddamn time. Um, so best team ever. Best team ever. We're excited. My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem1, um, a.k.a. I'm not that bandwagon Warriors fan. Uh, <laughs> I go way back to the day back. Um, I am also joined by Mr. Nate LeBlanc. Who is who is your warrior favorite warrior growing up? Uh, Tim Hardaway. Same. Far and away. Mm. Love Tim Hardaway. But w- on my eighth grade basketball team, they uh, did introductions, uh, like, and everybody had to get a little nickname. Mm-hmm. So mine was Nate the Great from Golden State. Oh, which nice. was Nate Thurman's right, name, right. who was a, Tiny a great name. warrior center. Right. right. And, like, uh, <laughs> I just got that. Yeah. It took me a second. It's Tiny Nate Archibald. Yeah. yeah. So. so, anyway, that's I've always, like, there's not that many Nates in popular culture, so it's, like, kind of, like, drawn to yeah. him um, as, you know. He, but he was before my time. That's, like, yeah. Rick Berry-ish. Yeah. Ish. Our, our, our father's warriors, if you will. Yes. Um, I, I have a, a great meeting Tim Hardaway in real life story, but I will save it uh, because we have the illustrious, the guy with the mid-range game of our podcast. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's good from like 13 feet in. Dave's really good at basketball. People don't believe it, but I played with him for like six years every Tuesday. This guy's a monster. Thanks, buddy. I'm also known as Tiny Dave, so it works out. That's from another realm of... uh, uh, he's got the Vladi Divac game where he smokes a pack of cigs <laughs> and then gets out and just... It's just... actually really funny. I forget who I was telling this to. Uh, he would smoke on the way to the court and like kind of like just stub it out and jump on and like drop 13 with six assists. <laughs> you know what I mean? From the elbow. Just oh, just killing shit. Oh, I really um, miss that. Me I, too. I like severely miss having Same. our weekly game. Same. Well, we can definitely get a game going. Yeah, right. I haven't played fucking hoop in so long. I, I went fucking roller skating this weekend with my kids, and I fucked up my knee. That's oh, that's my dad bod. That is some old shit. Yeah, that's that's the dad bod shit. So uh, Kerr will not be putting me in um, in this upcoming NBA Finals. But yeah, it's, it's almost like around these parts, um, folks are really just... We're obnoxiously spoiled um, on Warriors basketball and no, how it's like forty bad years and five good. Totally, years. totally, yeah, totally. yeah, for real, for real. So we're 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 soaking it up. We're excited about it. But for those of you who are like, "Fuck," they're talking about basketball again. Um, this finals does have kind of this interesting um, hip hop overlay, right? Uh, because Drake is like he's the mascot. He is the raptor <laughs> of the he raptors. He's part of the team, dude. He walks he, on the court, right. he, but like, he is though massages the fucking the coach's, coach's back. back. He gave him the like, creepy back rub. Yeah, yeah. Straight Joe weird. Biden. Yeah, right. He, <laughs> he straight Joe Biden him just real quick. He's like, all right, all right. Smell the coach's hair. No, do that shit. No, but he is though. He, he's like he's like a special ambassador or whatever. But right. I just saw today that the other like. They had to have a league meeting about it. Like oh Adam Silver's God. involved nice. with Drake's histrionics. Like nice. Watch the game. Right. You're not part of the game. Right, right. Of the many annoying things he does, this is the worst one. Yeah. I know. And and the fact that I knew it was burning the shit out of Nate just it made it that much more entertaining <laughs> for me. I'm like, Nate has to be fucking irate about this dude's antics. It's so over the top and it's so quintessential Drake, right? It's just like he lives in this space to um, annoy 
But if if you're a Raptors fan, I'm sure this of is like course. the coolest yeah, thing in the world. Right? You know of what I mean? Course. It's like theater kid energy. Yes. It's like look at me, shit. Right, I don't right, like right. that. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to look at Kawhi, not you. Right, right. right. He's making it about himself. Exactly. You know? But also, I mean, the you know the NBA keeps put, pointing the cameras on him too. Totally, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, the Warriors have one of the greatest rappers alive who sits courtside often and just back from courtside. And of course, I'm talking about Mr. Fab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fab is a big part of the yeah. team culture experience, and he dropped yeah. an amazing Warriors related freestyle. Like four years right, ago yeah, on right. Sway, mm-hmm. you guys remember that? Yeah, I sent yep. that to like everyone. Yeah, yep. I love that. But uh, E forty is the Warriors kind of like main dude who's always yeah. who's always there. He never makes it about him. Totally, totally. No, and he's and he's so kind of cool and reserved with obnoxious jewelry on. Mm-hmm. I like that he's just kind of chilling totally. and like his sick witted pig is yeah. totally the forty water with the drip. That's yeah, so cool. I love that dude. Well, yeah. I mean, Oracle is not new to having crazy celebrities there, right? I mean, Prince, fucking yeah. Jay Z, you know. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Drake settled. Down, man. I know. Yeah, he, right, he, he he probably took it a little too far, but it it gives us a focal point to hate on because other than <laughs> that, <laughs> other than that, Kawhi's a great guy. Totally. Know, you know, Kyle know. Lowry's cool. He's I my like favorite robot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy for Toronto. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to visit Toronto. I've never had a chance to go. It seems like an amazing international city with amazing food, food, food scene. Like, it's nice. Yeah, there's like so much to like about it, but. I don't know, man. I I, th- I don't think it's going to be that close. I'm calling Warriors in five, I, no whether gonna, whether KD comes back or not. I, I'm going. I'm going Warriors in six. Uh, Toronto is is really tough, and I think um, I think the Warriors just had a really long layoff. I think that always mm. kind of when you're getting back into it, I think they're going to just piss away a game just to kind of do it. Yeah, uh, I've read many studies that. that momentum is not a real thing, but right. I hear you. I don't. I, I think the layoff was good. They all needed to heal. Right. right. They went to Cabo. Up. They, they went they really? to fucking Cabo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which nice. is such a flex on everyone else. Like, I know. I know we're in the <laughs> middle of like the most intense part of the season, but we won already. So we're going to fucking I Cabo. <laughs> I, re- I really wanted the semifinals to go to seven games and be like really emotional. Yeah, to know, drain, so to drain, to drain Toronto. Yeah, I think to what, drain the robots' batteries. Yeah. Maybe what's more annoying to me about Toronto is their whole thing is based around Jurassic Park. I find that hilarious. <laughs> they're like they shoot to the to the scene of the folks jumping, and that's like they're at Jurassic Park. You're right. not at Jurassic Park, totally. Right. You're not fucking dinosaurs. I know. Come on. We all saw Jurassic Park. You know what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Raptors lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, I actually uh, instituted the Drake moratorium, um, if you follow me on Facebook, <laughs> which you don't. What are, uh, so what are you listening to? I know <laughs> usually it's 100% Drake. Radio um, I switched to Bad Bunny, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so we here in the Bay, I, I issued an edict where all DJs and radio stations <laughs> – uh, have to re- refrain from playing Drake until until the conclusion of the finals, which is actually like a fucking a quarter of the industry I of, know. of right. top forty. Right. It takes up so much room. Yeah, taking Did you up see space. what Clay said? No. They asked him about it. He's like, "I'm not going to necessarily skip Drake. I'll only skip it if it's one of the songs I don't like. I don't like the R and B songs." Okay. He's like, I, I, "I'm in like killer mode right now. I'm only listening to rap. So if it's one of his rap songs, I'm probably not going to skip it." I, which is the most Clay thing to say in the history of. The it's world. like when I'm reading the paper. I yeah, Clay Clay is a is a interesting character, and I feel like um, I feel like our energy can be directed towards Drake, and and that gives us a focal point to hate on, um, and and I'll be okay with it. Without yeah. that, there was there was really going to be kind of like no. Nothing to get up about, right? Yeah, like, okay, okay. Like okay. you want to see, you want to see, especially Nate wants to see Drake 
mad, disappointed. So he, um, he gives us a villain. He Absolutely, villain. he gives an absolute villain. Now here's the thing: yeah, like Kyle Row- Lowry's not a villain, <laughs> right? 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 <laughs> I mean, right. I always root for the right. short players. It, it, Same. Ibaka, like no, but it, does E40 bring out Pusha T? Does uh, E40 if does E40 get Pusha T a ticket? If he does. I don't know. We'll have to do a whole show on it. We'll do an emergency pod. We'll do an emergency pod. Our first emergency (laughs) pod since last summer. Since Kanye. Here's the other thing that's like a wrinkle to this Drake thing. He has Steph's and Katie's numbers tattooed on the inside of his arms. Like in the font of their jerseys. Like he could say it's whatever, but we all know what that is. He's such a bandwagon. Totally. Front running. It's like as soon as Arya Stark... Totally becomes the focal point totally. of the show. He's shouting out Arya right, Stark, like, right, yeah. and then there's the thing of the Drake curse. Right, yeah. right. Like he, it's so, like he anytime he wears a jersey or promotes mm-hmm. something that people lose, which I think is hilarious. But he, you shouldn't be wearing that many jerseys. No, totally. It's like you totally. love Kentucky right. and the Raptors right. and like and the Colin Giants. McGregor, and, get out yeah, of here, dude. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but hopefully this will be the ultimate Drake curse. Totally, you know. Yeah, so we're we're looking forward to it. Um, shout out to Sun Ra. Um, our, our our Canadian homie. Our Canadian friend. Yeah. We in Just general, hold on, they're going home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to in segment. grime right now, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some oh man, that was so good. <laughs> you gotta bring that back on Twitter after after the Warriors. Just pledge. one last thing about his like weird hypocritical Warriors sandbaggery. He also <laughs> has the Steph Curry with the shot. Oh right! Yeah, like right. that was a big part of building up the legend of Steph when he was yeah. still like the, right. the new guy on the scene. Yeah. So like I don't know, man. He's, he's, uh, there, I've been seeing so many like memes where it's like uh, as soon as the Warriors win, he'll be partying with them and like. Oh, he totally will. Of course I know. he will. Yeah. Oh, he totally just, will. That's the life. The, the, I don't know. The front runner of all I mean, front I runners would too. Right. 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 Yeah, if invited, I would certainly <laughs> go. Yes, yeah. I would yeah. consider it. What yes. would a party at at Kawhi's crib be like? Like the post. <laughs> New Balance shit everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's such a, a it's like the, it's character. like a model home. <laughs> it's like this the furniture they stage. He just kept it. He's he like, I, he seems like he sleeps I on a cot. Here. You know what I mean? Like he seems like he literally sleeps on a like a ratty futon <laughs> and just hops up to like, uh, answers every question and like Mitch Hedberg like answers. <laughs> no, that was such a. We were talking about this off air. That is such a great corollary, man. There's something about reality that it, it doesn't right. seem like he's he's fully engaged with. Like he's so into basketball that it's hard for him to be socially aware. But you know, to his credit, Quiet's talked more in this last year than we heard yeah, him. Totally, totally. And you know, I think Popovich had a gag order on the guys. Like you're weird. Don't talk. I wonder. Uh, so- I know we're not supposed to get too basketball-y here, but, like, do you guys think he was faking the injury to get out of San Antonio? Or, like, did he have a legit... It kind of seems like, at the very least, he has extended. It's yeah, the best yeah. workman's comp claim ever filed. <laughs> um, shout out to Kawhi. No, I, that would make almost, almost, and I didn't mean to cut you off, and I really want to hear what you want to say. I just want to add this wrinkle. That should make him the villain. It, and it, it didn't. It, it, it right, didn't because right. he seems he seems so, um, hmm, you know, what's like the word? Head down, humble. Yeah, yeah. He is. The, he's literally that athlete that um, every like white sports writer wants every black athlete to be right, right. like don't well celebrate said. right don't right, work right. hard play great defense fundamentals yeah. fundamentals <laughs> right. don't Fundamental. have too much fun out there though yeah exactly yeah. and so it's so it was it was weird with this whole injury situation but 
I, I'm like this. Like he gave a lot to the San Antonio Spurs, and if he wanted to finesse them for an entire season, um, <laughs> as somebody who's called in sick to work many a time, uh, <laughs> did he do the voice? Did he have to be like, "Oh, my leg hurts. That's I can't come to voice. practice." And then off air, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> Speaking of which, isn't it great now in this era that you can just email like you can email to, to say you're not coming in like yeah, you yeah. don't have to fake right, the voice anymore. Right, yeah. I don't even yeah. have to open my laptop. I'll just text <laughs> asterisk feeling cough, really cough. shitty dot dot dot. <laughs> um, so the so the only thing you have to do if you call in sick to work is not post. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It's right. It, you right. can if, do anything you want, but yeah. you can't post about it. Exactly. If, if that is the modern. Conundrum. If you're a, a pro, now I've seen people not do this, or what you can't do is post hella shit the night before. So I I've, I've seen this with the with the millennial set. It's like, oh, so and so's not here. You see their Snapchat from last night, and right. it's like they're right. wiling out. Right. So um, I I prefer to uh, when I'm having a really good time to be seen by no one. That that is a uh, that is my preferable. That's my motto, dog. It's on my business cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's on do, my LinkedIn. Do my dirt all by my lonely. <laughs> Shout out That's to Trent. Just a picture of Kawhi. <laughs> uh. So we're 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 looking forward to the finals, um, of course, and we'll we'll be we'll be checking back in about that. But has anybody seen any good movies, television, anything anything other than sports? I just have a weird thing I want to get off my chest. Um, my wife and I enjoy the films of nancy myers at times she <laughs> is a woman who makes like romantic comedies for older people interesting and it's a really weird lane to be in um kind of for a claim to fame is she wrote the steve martin uh father of the bride okay which is okay. like a classic okay. comedy of All my right. childhood sure and now she makes these movies where like alec baldwin and meryl streep are like kind of will they or won't they yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. um that's that's the one is called it's complicated this one is called something's gotta give and it's Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And Jack Nicholson is dating the daughter, played by Amanda Peet. And, like, for no reason, the movie starts with that uh, song. It's like, come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Oh my you know that God, song? That's like her, terrible. Her, her, the music in her movies is always, like, classical or something. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I'm like, why is it starting like that's this? Terrible. This is bizarre. Like, what's going on? And then... For literally no reason, it, it it means nothing to the plot, and it's only really referred to in one scene in like the middle of the end of the movie. Jack Nicholson is this entrepreneur, like Playboy dude, who owns, and they kept phrasing it like this: the second biggest hip hop label in the world. Interesting. Oh and I'm like, interesting. Is Jack Nicholson Shug? Yeah. Right. yeah right. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it lately because like this is so weird to me, and I think Jack Nicholson is Jimmy Iovine. Is Jimmy Iovine really in the eighties? Is he in his eighties? Is he that old? He's old. He's is old. He, yeah, he still old. wears the little caps, and he's yeah. like skinny, so he probably doesn't seem that old. But he was in his teens in the sixties. He's working with yeah. fucking Springsteen, right? Right. right. Totally. Okay. So okay. I was like, "This is bizarre. Like, why did Nancy Myers of all filmmakers go hip hop? Right. Well, and well, the movie's terrible in a variety of ways, but that like I'm just gonna be thinking about this for months. Well, I, I think and this is my this is my problem with parodies, and I saw who's the guy, the, the Bay Area cat who has the new parody of Jose Canseco. Oh, and uh, Andy Samberg, oh, yeah. Andy The Sandberg. Lonely Island. I watched that as well. I'm happy to talk about it. So so <laughs> so my my issue with with all of the above is there's a and yes, it's woke Damone coming back again. Um my issue with all the 
all this like, isn't it funny when a white person is doing things that are traditionally totally, black? Totally, totally. It's just like it's tired. No. It's tired. <laughs> no, it's, it's just super it's, tired. it's it's kind of like the naked guy in a movie. When if you just want a comic relief, somehow right. a naked guy just yeah. pops up and somehow that's just supposed to be funny. Right. Jason Siegel. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> right. It's so like, it's like slipping on a banana peel. Yeah. yeah. So oh, no. so but it's kind of taking this like isn't it funny when we do this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like if he was like shooting a basketball. It's a, it doesn't it doesn't add anything other than um, I think white people find it cute and right. ironic totally. that, that totally. whenever this happens. And so the Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire video it was actually a little disappointed. I, I hate parody, but I went into it because I think Sandberg's kind of funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I went into it like, oh, this is a really dope premise. But it's then it so sounded like a Drake record of me... our times. Like they right. didn't mimic the sound of of, like, of that time. Like, right. they, yeah, it right. should have sounded like a Hammer record. Right. Not that's what I wanted. Exactly. That's there what I wanted. Have at least been a breakdown where they like acknowledge that. But I have to say, um, I was a huge. I'm like you know, especially when I was a kid, I was super into baseball. I was always a Giants fan, not an A's fan. But my dad is an A's fan, so he, he I I grew up with the Bash Brothers. Like mm-hmm. my sister had posters of Jose Canseco. Yeah. Um. My cousin Joe and my cousin Michelle actually TP'd our house ahead of the 89 World Series nice. with, like, anti-A's steroid propaganda. Nice. Like, I remember, like, a piece of pink construction paper with a picture of Jose Canseco cut out and, like, Joe, like, drew, a like, a syringe right. sticking out of his arm. Like, he knew at the time, like, as, like, well, a probably, like, 13-year-old that, like, oh, this is what was going on where I was just, like, I don't know. I didn't think wow. about stuff like that at the time. But so, anyway, my, I, I make that point to say, like, I could not be more the target audience for this oh, for Sandberg sure. thing. For sure. mm-hmm. And I'm, I even like him and like we went to the same college. Like I just like I have followed his career very closely for a long time and I didn't really like it. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was it was a great premise and kind of a little bit uh, underwhelming in a sense. Right. But I, I will say this. I think that um, this this kind of like 90s um, and that was late 80s, but this kind of like 80s, 90s nostalgia um hopefully i think i hope we reached a peak on that i think honestly though what's coming next is 2000s nostalgia like i'm not ready for shiny suit shiny suit era that's gonna be so terrible the paragon that's actually gonna come back in the interview you're about to hear uh nelly sweatsuit which is in in nate's top five Um, yeah it's 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 scary i don't like obligatory nostalgia every era wasn't great like I was listening to some music station, I forgot where I was, and they're like, "Music from the greatest era ever, the '80s," and I'm like, mm. "I don't know, guys." But they like compress the '80s into like 15 synth pop hits. Totally, right, totally. Right, like right, it's like right. spin you right round, right, right. Little Cindy Lauper, right, Cindy yeah, Lauper. Yeah, right. Look, uh, I'm here to tell you, were it not for hip hop, the '80s would have been totally. shit. You never hear Big Daddy Kane on an '80s compilation, right, right. Totally, As they totally. should. You know what? Right, right. As the dad bod movement progresses. You set it off, record companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhino, where are you at? Um, did you watch the Sandberg thing? I did. I did. Thoughts? I, eh. Yeah. I, I, I kinda I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan, so I kinda watched it with a bad attitude. Yeah. I went yeah. into it with a bad yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Hate watch. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hate watch? <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> It's like I know Damone is anti Game of Thrones and anti talking about Game of Thrones, and we'll, we'll keep this brief. But uh, every everyone hate watched the last season. It was like I I, I love that um, 
you guys kept doing it to yourselves. I'm like, from the looks of the timeline, you guys don't like it. Why do you keep watching it? <laughs> right, I can't right. stand this. It's coming up. Don't talk about it. Well, I mean, it's a show that's been on for like almost a decade. I now, invested right? I mean, 10 years yeah, of my yeah. life, dude. I'm not right. going to not know what happens. Yeah. So are very, you complete Very now? brief anecdote. Yes. And it was under very odd circumstances. We were at a Puff wedding the Dragon. in Bandera, Texas, which is as small as it sounds. Damn. And we <laughs> were in an Airbnb cottage, literally in the middle of nowhere, in the woods, with like owls and the <laughs> biggest, craziest bugs I've ever For seen sure. in my life. For sure. And we like were on the cottage Wi-Fi network of this Airbnb host. We had to turn all our other stuff off and just hold the iPad at like a certain angle. To turn watch the it. oven off. Totally. <laughs> to like get the foil and like point it. It was basically like that. So like when the Wi-Fi would go out, we'd go get water and kind of regroup and then it would pop back on and we'd have to run right. back to where we were sitting near the router to watch it. So like I expended a fair amount of effort to watch this on vacation <laughs> because I'm not going to stay off Twitter for three days. Oh, right, right, that's right. Because can, if, like, you don't, if you don't watch it, yeah, about if it, you don't right. watch if it, you don't watch it that night, you're going to find it's going to be spoiled for you. And no, like, gotcha. totally. We talked totally. about spoiler culture on a little bit of a thing. I am a little bit obsessive about it, but I know it's my responsibility exactly. to avoid the spoilers. Totally. And like, I, I'm going to be in the airport. I can't not look at Twitter. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. It's obligatory. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, man, if y'all don't uh, y'all stop talking about this fucking dragon and incest. It's a very uh, richly built show. I think the shittiness of the last two seasons is kind of overshadowing the greatness of the previous, especially the first four. And people will come around on that. Yeah, and be I'm like, sure. The, the same guys wrote the good part as wrote the bullshit. Right, it's not like they right. just but, flew but in to ruin it. They, they were also about to write a show about if the Confederacy had fucking won the right. Civil War. Which uh, I'm, a, I'm actually, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually a little sad that didn't come to fruition. Isn't uh, the whole thing that these guys got another gig with Star Wars and kind of they dial, are going to be in control this of one the in. next uh, Star Wars trilogy? Kind of phone this one in, and perhaps that has to do with how rushed. Oh, okay, is. okay. So they were drawn to the to the Luke and uh, and Princess Leia incest. The they were like, yeah, yeah oh this God. is a show for us. Oh, We've so been here. Um, you okay, say a brother and sister kiss. <laughs> Soul, <laughs> we're in. We're in. That's funny. Um, dude. That's um, funny. Look, whatever your bag is, we got Fanime was in in town last week. Uh, no matter what I say, whatever your fucking bag is, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm I'm totally here for it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make fun of Game of Thrones and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all that shit till the day I die. But I respect y'all because <laughs> you're definitely you're not Drake. You are in. All the way in. I think Drake started watching like last year, right? Like, right, right. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, res I respect. On the sidelines, <laughs> jumping around, He's riding a dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bag, I was just gonna say that. Ah. Um, guys, uh, never step on my segways. <laughs> um, speaking of bags, so we have um, we have a great guest uh, that has come on our show before. Um, we had an ill-fitted episode last summer. I think it was almost right. this time last year Jeez. where there was this terrible was heat super wave. super hot, dude. That it was, was crazy. A, a crazy heat wave. We were at Dave's place. We were... Um, My AC wasn't working. Tracks a Million was there. Tracks a Million was there for some reason. And Dave breaks out Jack Daniels, I believe. It was. Jameson. No, Jameson. 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 On, Sorry, culturally inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dave's Irish. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Dave breaks out the Jameson. 
and we proceeded to kind of like slur our way through this interview. <laughs> but it turns out that, um, and we were talking to both Blimes and Gab, right? Um, and it turns out we had a fucking fan on the whole time. The whole audio was unusable, um, and it was a great fucking interview. It was great. Uh, one of our best, actually. So we had to can it. We did a we did a written piece, kind of built around it. Yeah, shout outs to uh, Passion of the Weiss for running that and Absolutely. sort of supporting us as well as uh, Blimes and Gab. Yeah, and and our kind of repurposing our fuck-ups. It's all about about damage control, guys. And doubling my journalistic output for the year (laughs) by having two articles in one year. Two bylines. Um, So we we were very fortunate that uh, Gifted Gab would come back on. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised because the trajectory that both Blimes and Gab are on, this may be the last time. Like, understand her now because I feel like they are becoming, um, I hate this word, but like they're kind of inching towards this kind of mainstream yeah. notoriety, yeah. I yeah. think. And I, and, and I think it's great. They're, they're great to root well, for. Well, people are buying into them as real life characters. And, yeah. you know, gladly so, right? But yeah, yeah. Because they're a lot out there. They're a little younger than us. And I think they have a grasp of social media that mm-hmm. we will never have. And it's like, I, I kind of determine whether or not someone is good at social media right now if they're talking to the camera a lot. Mm, yeah. Like instead of doing a post or writing yeah. a caption, you just turn on and like right. talk and Coherently. You just be yourself. Yeah. And right. it's like, right. like I'm like, you know, we have some friends who are a little bit bigger than us in their respective fields and I see them doing that, but I just can't see myself doing that. Like you ever looked at yourself in the front facing camera? No, no. Every time I accidentally hit the selfie button, I'm like, Ugh. oh, totally, you know? dude. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm like cross-eyed. Like... I'm like looking the wrong way. <laughs> like, um... like, I'm like, that's what my yeah. hair looks like. Yeah. No one told me all day that's what I look <laughs> yeah. like. I'll do a face swap with any other human. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like I have the beard to cover the double chin, but then when you see it, it folded in. With it's the like, hair. It's, it's lighting and angles. It's disgusting. It's lighting yeah. and angles, yeah. uh, Nate. I wouldn't but, do that to people. But uh, you know, as you'll uh, as you hear as you'll hear in this interview like they're doing some big things and, yeah they're, uh, they're definitely really doing so. some big things. super cool yeah so we we were fortunate enough to be able to speak with gifted gab coming off of um her performance at soundset so she talks about that she talks about i wouldn't do this in front of her but i'll do it in front of you guys is the soundset festival named after the pros part I connect sound set with the oh rap Lord of mercy! Oh, I never thought that, about that. I don't know. Is, is he referencing something else? Why is Nate the repository of pros <laughs> lyrics? I feel like we just be having a show, and he brings pros to the party. I don't. Bring it up. I also really enjoy talking about RBX from Death Row. Okay, I'm, I'm drawn to those like <laughs> loud, booming, deep voices. The Mangala who, who can't really rap. Yeah. Ouch! Ouch! That's like to me, it's like a dude. Very RBX was the thing. was the forerunner of Blueface. He was wild <laughs> off beat before you even knew what was going on. Um, Bust down, Bastiana. <laughs> <laughs> man, the furniture shook. <laughs> oh man, my water glass shattered. Um, it's like Jurassic Park it was just like rings. <laughs> oh, you came for the for the gift of gab interview, and you got. Nate doing an RBX impression that was that was actually spot on. Um, so here it is, uh, our interview with Gifted Gab.
Dad by Rap Pod. Once again, we have only Superfly guests on this show today. We have Gab from uh, Blimes and Gab, and also as a, has her own great solo career and has a new record out. How's it going? Man, things are great, man. Things are crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of out there everywhere. Uh, you were just at Soundset, correct? Yes. How so was that? fun. So what was that fun. experience like, you know, just being with uh, all the stars and stuff and just being out in uh, Minnesota? Oh, man. Well, I've performed at plenty of festivals, but this one in particular, Soundset has always been a festival I just always wanted to go to just because it's always had the best lineup to me and what I'm interested in. Mm. So really tight for the first time, you know, getting to go to Soundset, I get to perform it. So that was super dope for me. <laughs> What's the response been like to, uh, to your new stuff? Man, it's been really good. Lots of people, you know, um, this album is half rap, half R&B. Mm-hmm which is much different than, you know, most of my projects I've put out. So it's really tight to see the response from people about the R&B side. Okay. You know, everybody knows everybody knows I rap, but, you know, to be able to, you know, kind of flex my my singing abilities on this one was, was really dope, and it's been really well received by people. What what inspired that? What inspired you to kind of bring a more R and B vibe to this new joint? Well, growing up in the church, you know, I was always always singing. I was really singing before I was rapping because mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys grew up in the church or anything, but you don't really have much of a say so in <laughs> what you would like to do, especially as a child. Right. So your mom or your grandma family member tells you, you know, you got to sing and all the shit, and that's just what it is. Mm. So I was always singing. I played piano at a very young age from like seven to around 12 or 13. Um, so always been really musically, musically inclined. And I've, I've sang on all, all the melodies and singing on all my projects have been done by me, but never really been highlighted like that. Mm. So mm. this was really nice to be able to, you know, give you more of a feel and really do the half and half thing. I mean, I was really honestly inspired by Nelly's sweatsuit. I know that's like a crazy <laughs> reference to even say, but I always wanted to do it. Like, I always thought that was hella cool. Like, man, the half and half, that's just fire. Like, it's just a whole, it's like two albums in one. Okay. So, okay. you know, it's the whole project is produced by my right hand, um, Antoine Benson out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And when we were doing it, you know, he always, he's a, he's a super musical guy. Like he, all the, all the beats, he has live instrumentation on it and everything. And so he always pushes the R and B or like the more melodic beats on me, which I'm always receptive to, but he's like, man, let's do an R and B album. And that's when I was like, let's do like the Nelly sweatsuit thing. Like let's, let's half and half this thing. And of course he was completely down. So it worked out. <laughs> dope, dope. So you guys had your viral hit uh, come correct, and then you kind of took the the next moment to each put out a solo record. Was that like strategic, or just the way things worked out with the calendar, or like what was kind of the thinking there? Well, my album has been done for probably 
uh, the last two plus years. So oh, all wow, these songs wow. are super old to me. Like mm. the the album has been done for about two years, but the songs written have been done for probably more than that. Oh, wow. So it was really more of a like, I'm just so ready to fucking get this out because I'm tired of listening to it. And it's <laughs> so, so old and played out to me, but like no one else has heard it before. Man. So it was uh, me and Blinds. Actually, we already we pretty much had the album already done. All the songs are recorded. But, you know, just with with the business and everything, like it, we're, we're kind of in a different realm where before we could just, you know, throw shit out right. and just handle it then. But, you know, especially with the B.A.G. album, it takes, you know, it takes a little bit more care and more thought out planning. So we we're like, well, let's just while we, you know, finalize this B.A.G. album, let's just put out these, you know, the albums that we worked so hard on it and have had so mm. like the same thing with blinds and castles like she's been done with that album for quite some time so we're both in the same boat like we are mm. sick of these albums like <laughs> we would like to, we would like to put these albums out so people aside from ourselves and our friends can enjoy them for sure fair <laughs> enough sounds good um how are things mm-hmm. going with the bag album like where, where do things stand oh man so like i said we've we pretty much finished all the the recording now now we're just you know waiting for business stuff and um finishing up the mixing and mastering and and things like that um before we could put it out but we've been recording non-stop and when we're not recording we're like out of town doing shows so right. we've just been like really really fucking busy running around and trying to you know in the midst of all these things still trying to make the music which is like what even got us here in the first place like if y'all don't let us make no music, like <laughs> this is this affects the bottom line completely. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the last so, time, yeah, we're just trying to. The last time you were on the show, um, we uh, we we ended up getting a, a bit lost because the uh, we got too drunk and the audio was on the <laughs> got all me- messed ah, up. But um, you know, last time we talked, you touched on um, uh, your work with the uh, marijuana uh, industry. Um, you still doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just a part of me and who I am as a person. You know, <laughs> I've been a, I've I, I worked in the the medical and the recreational field. You know, so I'm 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 well aware. You know, the industry side. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in dispensaries. I worked as, you know, a receptionist. I also worked for um, a weed marketing agency for a while, which mm. is no longer around. But it was like an artist-run agency and. I'm also a, um, a visual artist as well. So I did a lot of drawings for the, um, we had like a culture, a culture magazine. So I did a lot of the illustrations for that and mm-hmm. outreach. We did white labeling. So it was one of those things where I knew about weed, you know, just from working in, in the field and smoking it all my life. So like actually, <laughs> you know, getting, getting in on the business side and understanding how, you know, the white labeling um, works and, you know, pitching it to other dispensaries and stuff like that was like really really taught me a lot and extends you know way past just you know just uh the weed industry like these are you know skills and things that pretty like the 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 weed game is a lot like the rap game (laughs) (laughs) on that note do you feel like it's less fun since it was legalized (laughs) yes let's see yes it's so much more convenient but there's something missing yeah yeah, everything is way more fun when it's illegal, you know. Before, <laughs> before the government puts their shit on it, like it's it it gets so you know so watered down after a while. But you know, tis 
is how it works. Yeah, yeah. totally. I'm, I'd rather go to the store, but I just I met so many interesting people and ended up in so many interesting situations when I was younger, tracking it down. And now it's kind of <laughs> like that, that's just not a part of my life anymore, which has its ups and downs. But I was just wondering how you felt yeah, as, those, as a pro. Those days are over. <laughs> those days of having to to deal with the sketchy weed man and shit are over. However, <laughs> me, I still I still support the the weed man. So I personally okay. like to get my weed from the source just because <laughs> stores are cool and stuff like that. But just for my lifestyle and I, I smoke much more than like dispensaries are for kind of more of the average or like the, the casual mm, smoker right. and stuff like that. Like I smoke smoke. So I'm not <laughs> coming there and giving you guys all this money for an amount of weed that I know I could get somewhere else for a lot cheaper. And then it goes right into that person's hands. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. I'm more into that. Plus I went to the dispensary the other day, just off some desperate shit. Like, okay, I just need to grab something real quick. <laughs> And the tax, the tax on yep, it was twenty four dollars. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, I won't be coming back here again. That's super <laughs> fun. I thought I was, I was getting a deal originally for the weed, and then when it came to ring it out, it was like double what it was supposed uh. to be. And I'm like, what happened? What, mm-hmm. what is this? What is going on? Mm-hmm. They didn't turn like, oh, it yeah, into Whole Foods. I'm yeah. like, this is this is so counterproductive. Like, nah, man, this is dumb. I'm good. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Won't be supporting that. <laughs> so, so how often are you are you home these days? I know you guys are, are are touring a bunch. How often are you in Seattle? Um, well, I actually live in LA now. I've, oh, I've been living oh. in LA for the okay. past, I would say, ten months. I paid rent about ten times, so okay. that's why equate <laughs> that's how I equate things. <laughs> rent that's is very nice. expensive, so it's constantly on your mind. But, how do you like it? Yeah, in, um... I've been. I've been I like it. It's it's really it's been really really good for business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like LA is just one of those places where, you know, if you're in you know industry like I am, then it just makes sense. Like every everything is here. But mm. at the same time, I'm I'm home like all the time. I'm probably in Seattle maybe like once or twice every couple months. Like I was mm. literally just there last month, and now I have a actually another wee gig um, to do at the end of next month. So. Nice. I miss home, kind of, just my friends and how I'm not able to just go down the street to their house. But, like, I'm so home so much, I don't really get the chance to, to be homesick or anything. <laughs> um, just speaking of L.A., like, and if you can just, you don't have to tell us anything that's not public information or anything. I don't want to, like, get in your business. But I'm wondering when, mm-hmm. with Come Correct went so big, like, were labels calling? Like, were there meetings to be taken? Like, did it kind of, like, was there a... A need to be in LA? Definitely, yeah. Mm. Um, before I moved down, before I moved here to LA, I was traveling from Seattle to LA like a couple times a month. So mm. it just got to the point where it was like this: it'll be way cost efficient and make much, you know much more sense to everybody if I just if I just moved out here. But I mean, we're still we're still having meet. We actually just had a meeting with the label. I won't you know put the name out there just mm. yet because it's you know still in the talking stages mm-hmm. but you know we got we still got a bunch of things you know on our, on our table right now and really we're just you know at the point where we kind of have the upper hand so mm, hey, you know we, we just want to make the the best decision you know what, what makes sense for us going forward especially with this new uh you know bag album and it being so highly anticipated like right. everybody wants their hands on it but it's like <laughs> who do we want to touch us <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, speaking of the album, um, when when is the uh, release date, and what can we expect from it? 
So we don't have a release date just yet, but it's definitely going to be either mid mid or end end of summer. Okay. We're oh, we're right. aiming for a summer a right. summer release. Okay. Okay. So so yeah. when are we getting the the Blimes and Gab either movie or a television <laughs> show? Cuz I, I really look at y'all in that kind of like this it's it's a you know, no disrespect, but like a red and meth energy. Yeah. Like the chemistry's How is there. That disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of rappers will be like, "Oh, don't compare me to anyone." But um, I no, really fuck no. You can always compare <laughs> us to Meth and Red. <laughs> um, but, go, but, uh, but no, that's funny you say that because we're actually we're actually writing a a, a TV show right now, Ooh. Blinds and I. So Ooh. it's always been obviously always been something. I mean, constantly, maybe on a, a daily thing where people are like. Man, you guys need a show, and it's like, yeah, we're actually doing that. So, <laughs> you know, we're 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 in the beginning stages. We're still in the writing stages, which has been so, which has been so dope, just because, you know, it's just a whole different art form. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yep. and and we're both writers, so a lot of it has has honestly came really natural to us. So I think we've been able to tackle a lot of the a lot of those things better than most just because we already have a background and you know are, are able to are really good writers but just just seeing i mean for me the the time consuming part of it i was like really kind of ignorant and naive about like when we first started writing it we're like oh yeah we'll just knock out this pilot real quick it'll only take a few days like how hard is it really like it's our story so it's not like we have to make up any you know type of storyline and then here we are like four weeks later with like the first or like the second revision of the pilot. And I'm like, damn, I totally, totally mismanaged this whole thing. Like I did not think it was like this. So I have like a, a whole new respect for, for show writers and writers in general. And um, thankfully we have a great fucking mentor who's actually um, going to be the executive producer of the show, uh, Nelson George. Oh, oh wow. He's such, like a hero of ours. So, so Bro, he, he's the fucking best. And yeah. it's like, wow. it's just really dope because when we first met, he, you know, he, he came to our shows and, and he, he got linked to us, um, linked up by us through our manager. So he knew about our music and everything. But when he sat down with us, he was like way more drawn to just our personality and mm -hmm. our, our characteristics. And he was even like, yeah, like the music thing is, is cool. Like I fucks with it, but like you guys are like a thing. Like you right. guys right. are are fucking hilarious you guys are like you know people like you just for being you so like let's 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 touch more on that mm. so he's definitely gotten us out of our comfortability and you know really just been yeah man like i can't couldn't ask for a better mentor a person mm, to wow. help us with writing the tv show so it's been fucking great that's awesome congrats man. on that wow um can we go back to soundset for a minute like who was the coolest you person met, you met or like high from it what was the what was the best part of it for you or who was the coolest so person? So for me, I, I mean, I guess aside from me performing, I'm saying it like I just went to go. <laughs> but I went to see DMX. Oh. I love DMX so much. And each time he's been in Seattle, I've missed it just by whatever. Like just always something came up and I missed it. And I've always, that's always been like the one artist that I've like, on a regular think about and regret not being able to go to that. Mm. So to be able to see, you know, DMX live and like hear slipping live, like I was just totally in my feels. Like it was, <laughs> it was so great. And then, you know, getting, um, 
Blimes and I getting like props and shout out by Heather B was definitely yeah. the highlight, Dope. you know, of the weekend. And see who else? Man, there's it was so much. I mean, fucking Tech Nine, mm. <laughs> um, uh, fucking Buddy, um, man, who else? So many people. Like it was honestly kind of a whirlwind. Mm. Yeah, we're just really oh, happy course, for you. Course, I don't know. It's not a question. Course, yeah. We just like we're we're rooting for you guys. It's so cool to see. Yeah. Yes, and of course, love from atmosphere. He's also yes. been right one of one of the greatest people I've met. Yeah. You know, in this in this game so far, like the most genuine guy ever. Honestly, it's really funny how um how Slug and I got linked up. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are actually. I'm pretty sure you guys seen this whole uh, Twitter debacle when. <laughs> The uh, the one lady from, I won't say the publication because they support me a whole lot. <laughs> but we're um, aware. A writer, a writer from a from a blog, thought it was thought it was a cute to try to like, I don't know, take some take some shots at me for for no fucking reason. So mm-hmm, right. you know, in the essence of hip hop, I thought I would just eat the fuck out of her, <laughs> you know, on a beat, which I did. So Love that was it. fun, but was everybody, impressive. everybody was really, was really into it. And uh, Slug actually had inboxed me after that. It was like, oh, man, wow. I fucks with you. <laughs> he was like, I fucks <laughs> with you like hella, hella tough. Like, can you, can you get on a song with me? Like, can wow. you spit wow. that shit? I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, I will. That's and even, incredible. And even, even funnier, like even from that situation, even the CEO of that, of that blog, reached out to me personally was in and apologized. It was like, hey, we don't condone nothing that girl was talking about. Like wow. we did fuck with you. We always fuck with you. So we apologize for that. And that was yeah, we don't we her her um tweets do not reflect how we feel. That is And then oh, so and, and, and on top of that, I ended up premiering my album on that site. And also from that same conversation, because she was saying how she had said that you know, I guess I was stealing Gifty Gab's name, and she gets right. so disappointed every mm-hmm. time she sees me pop up, and it's not the real Gifty Gab. One of my homies, who's actually produces for Gifty Gab, reached out to me and was like, "Hey, Gab wants to do a song with you." Yeah. So one, one of the one of the homies on the post was like, "Bro, if the Gab feature comes out of this shit, like, bro, she <laughs> she really she really just." set it all off because she thought she was being funny and just turned it into like the best experience for me ever wow wow <laughs> twitter is in a, so is just an crazy amazing how space. The, yeah man so, man i i really can't i really don't there's plenty of bad things to say about twitter but man it is a great place <laughs> it was fun that weekend i'll say that. <laughs> that it was lit i had i had a fucking i lived for that type of shit so i was just it was great yeah, we were talking <laughs> off mic about that incident, and we were saying, like, in a weird way, it's kind of an honor to be dissed by, like, a good MC. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know how it would feel. We, we try to keep it pretty positive over here, but I don't know how it would feel. But you certainly, like, took it apart. So it was interesting. <laughs> you know, I thought I would just use my strength to win this one, and, you know, it worked, mm-hmm. it worked out in my favor. Well, anytime you want to diss us, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, we're here. You don't know what Dave right. said about you. <laughs> Let some of those crazy tweets fly. I got you. Hilarious. Well, like, I'm Dwayne. I would never do that. No. <laughs> so we're, we're grateful for your time. Um, so with the, the album is in stores right now correct yes okay 
Um, so you need to run out and, and grab that, everyone. And we're also uh, anxiously waiting on the Blinds of Gab album. And yeah, we just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Man, thank you. And also on top of the uh, album being on all DSPs and all the stuff, um, I also have vinyls, oh, a limited no. run of vinyls available um, on my website, gettogabmusic.com, that are available to purchase. And after this, one of you guys DM me an address, and I'll definitely send you guys a signed copy so you can Aww. have. Thank you. You're so nice. We, we definitely will. We definitely <laughs> that, that unison awe is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all fun now, but we gonna arm wrestle for the for the vinyl. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh we'll definitely follow up with you. And yeah, we cool. you're you're one of a few people who have actually come back on our show. So we we really oh, appreciate it. Well, you guys have good conversation. Oh, you're the Thank best. You. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. <laughs> Thank you guys. You all guys right. are the best. Have a good one. All right, y'all. Peace. Once again, we want to thank Gifted Gab. She's for so cool, on. man. Yeah, and yeah, she's so her, fun to talk to. Her career is, uh, blow, you know, blowing up, and, and we've been here the whole time. It's really glad to, we're really glad to see it. I was gonna bring it up, but I didn't because, like, you know, I didn't. But uh, last <laughs> time they were on with us, she had this whole like thing about how much she smokes weed, and she did touch on that. And she used this term that I think about a lot now. She was like. If you're if you're smoking with me, you can't be no baby lungs. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yes. And like I think about that That's all hilarious. the time. I'm like, I've kind of become a baby lungs. Like, have you? I had my times back in the day, but like, I don't really Ooh. smoke anymore. If I do, I usually vape That's or have edibles hilarious, or whatever. Dude. So it's like I would probably not be able to smoke with. That's your rap lung. Queen I mean, Lachipa, that's dude. R- rap name, dude. <laughs> MC Baby Lungs. Um, <laughs> iron lungs right? and, oh, and baby lungs. The opposite of iron lungs. <laughs> I'm going to tell you where I'm coming from. Oh, man. The hospital. Uh, (laughs) Emphysema LeBlanc in the house. Um, Yeah, no, she's just super personable, um, great career arc. This thing about the potential TV show um, uh, under Nelson George's tutelage is super interesting. 100%. We we were blown away. We couldn't believe it. Pop America's Nelson Nelson George. George, For real. People, we, yeah, talk about a person we idolize. Yeah, totally. yeah. So yeah. it's it's Hero great. It's yeah. great to see that kind of the stars are aligning. Um, I think the goal of every guest on this show should be to be so big that they can never come back. That they will change <laughs> their number. That Dave will not be able to get a hold of them. Uh, but in the meantime, the Dad Bod Rap Pod uh, saunters on. We are growing in listenership. We I had mean, our best listener week ever yeah thank yeah. you all yeah yeah uh, shout out to obliv for shout out to obliv uh, for and all of his his fans obliv, that really fat lips all, i mean fat lips uh fat beats fat beats yes. <laughs> yes. yeah got and some... fat lip yeah. episode 17 yeah exactly. shout out to him he was going to the store <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's it's been this journey right hey. so we we started this less than two years ago yeah. um we are we are in the 70 odd um a uh, number of episodes right, right now, right. and the the listener kind of blow up 
I'm not going to say it's exponential, but it's it's, it's multiple. Incremental. It's right. incremental. And it's going good. It's and going it's, in the right direction. It's going in the right direction. But listen, folks, in the world of podcasting, we are still like we're we're not even at Honda Civic level yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're seriously a, a, a beat up hoopty right now. So um, if you enjoy the program, which many of you do, which many of you really liked um, Nate's reference to famous last words. I know that's, <laughs> and, that blew up. Yeah, which which That's again, great. I always get like, oh, people actually listen. Yeah, they right. listen all the way to the end. Right. I know, and they nerd out just like you we know. Do. What's funny? Uh, no one commented on Obliv's answering machine message. <laughs> I, I did tack it on to the very right. end. Yeah, as right. like a little, did. As a little. Yeah, yeah. And no one said it. No one said a word. No I one said. If boo. Anyone said anything to him? Well, maybe these cats don't don't get the Seinfeld reference and are like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. Right. Okay. Or maybe they're oblivious. Oh. I I did not make any of those puns <laughs> in that episode, and I want a little bit of credit. Yeah. <laughs> you held it. You held it together. <laughs> so if if you if you hear the show, um, you want to talk back to us? We're pretty deeply engaged on Twitter. Hit us up at Dad Bob rap pod um we're, we're here for the conversation there was a great memorial day kind of tweet storm yeah um that we were involved in and we just we we dig the conversation uh we don't take shit too seriously we don't right. really get get butt hurt about the opinions and stuff so please please join us there for uh lively conversation we are also on the gram yes um, if right. you want to see nate looking at the camera with like little bubbles and shit like what is that <laughs> motherfuckers be talking in like bubbles and happy faces and right, shit right. i'm like i thought you were kodak black why is there like <laughs> baby filter nate? yeah <laughs> baby, if you oh want baby God. filter nate leblanc where, where should we find you <laughs> like a did, baby you, with did you guys do it misa no. did it i looked just my like my cousin me. jamie it was like she's like a 30 year old woman i was just like oh my god i can't believe this this is bizarre i i, I like that these filters are allowing people to experiment with gender gender fluidity yeah. uh-huh uh-huh i'm like oh, oh okay you guys were full of jokes but now the first chance you get to be a lady <laughs> and i'm here for it i'm here yeah, for it yeah. please it's funny because uh i don't know there was a time where apps were first coming out and lucia's friend got like a it an app where it would like turn you into little Wayne. So no it, like, way. It, like, oh, you'd, you'd have like dreads and like Whoa. if it could get the alignment right, like tattoos over and Whoa. stuff. But it felt kind of racist. No, I was about to say yeah, wow. it's like, like a you black don't face turn app? everybody into little Wayne. Gotcha. It wasn't that it wasn't good enough. You know how apps that. are now? Like right. it's literally changing your face into shit. Right, like, right, right. I, there are probably some women I follow on social media I've never seen without the dog face thing. Totally. Like this, just they always have it on. Which, or which is yeah. yeah we we but can have a whole show about some that. of them. Yeah, have I just I have these very clear memories. Of <laughs> incarcerated dog faces. That's not an app. <laughs> incarcerated dog faces. We're sorry, out. We're sorry. Out of here. That's sorry. hilarious. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, we're, we're apps doing are for getting much. better. I think you're actually onto something very interesting, but. That's not what our IG is about. Our what IG is our IG is about, about? My record collection and, and old magazines I find in my garage. <laughs> yes. So for for hip hop and promoting the freaking show. Right. Yeah. Right. For hip hop so, you know, if you listen and you like it, um, tell a friend and and interact with us. I mean, we're yeah, we're, we're here so for it. we're we're on all of the uh, we're on all the platforms: Spotify, Apple Music. Um, you could join me and seven other people on Google Play. Um, <laughs> so definitely like, subscribe, um, rate, all that shit. Write a review. No one's ever written a review. Oh man, write a bad one. It would be super tight if you <laughs> like, guys wrote a review. Totally pan our shit, but just we, write a controversial one so we yeah. can go off on it. Yeah, um, too much RBX content. One star. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we really appreciate um, anybody who is still listening to this at this point. 
Um, we are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Stay tuned for 30 seconds of a beat. <laughs> Dad Pod Rap Pod. <laughs>